Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Tour, the podcast from American Christian Tours that goes behind the scenes of the most iconic sites, historic characters, and true stories in American history to discover how God has been at work since the very beginning. Our desire is to provide insight for today and hope for the future as we look at history from a godly and biblical worldview. Well, we're going to be joined today by a great man named Dr. Marshall Foster. Uh, Marshall has been a guest on Behind the Tour podcast uh, previously. So since 1988, Marshall has led uh, tours of America's historic East Coast with American Christian Tours. And he is our uh, Director of Christian Education and trains our tour guides that lead literally thousands of students uh, and families each year. But we're going to be joined today by Marshall, and he is on location at Plymouth, Massachusetts, for an incredible event that has been sponsored by Plymouth Rock Foundation. And this is called the American Pilgrimage 400. It celebrates the 400th anniversary of the Pilgrims landing in Plymouth. Well, this is an amazing event. And just a a little heads up for our listeners today, Marshall is going to be, like I said, on location. So there's going to be a little bit of noise and uh, lots of going on in the background. Uh, But this event has been going on for a couple of days and it really signifies the, uh, the not just the landing of the pilgrims, but their journey uh, to the new world. And Marshall's going to talk a little bit about that. He's going to talk about the event, uh, why he's there, who he's with. Um, Kirk Cameron is going to be on location there too, kicking off his American Campfire revival uh, during this event as well. He'll be present uh, alongside Marshall. And he has, uh, in the past, given uh, 100 days it was a 100-day plan as kind of a, uh, a backyard campfire American revival series. And uh, so now he is kicking off a tour where, where he'll be on location in the future. And he's doing this to awaken and mobilize the church uh, in America. He calls them brush fires of freedom uh, and revival in living rooms and backyards across this country. Uh, we won't be joined today by Kirk, but as Marshall joins us, uh, he's going to tell us about the event, what's going on there. And uh, he's pretty passionate about what he's talking about today. He's got a lot of energy. And uh, Marshall, I just would love to welcome you to uh, Behind the Tour podcast. Welcome. Hey, it's a joy to be with you right here with a thousand others from the Forefathers Monument in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah, Marshall. Hey, so tell us tell us why you're there. What's going on? Well, we're having a weekend to remember the 400th anniversary of the Pilgrims Landing last year that wasn't able to take place because everything was shut down. And so we're here with a big conference. Uh, Kirk Cameron and I are here speaking at what's called the uh, Campfire Revival, America's Campfire Revival. Uh, this is the first one with eight different campfires around the monument, and it's launching the monument uh, strategy to take the campfire into every county in America, having six or seven people gather around a campfire in their backyard. So we're going to be passing this around and we're speaking in about 20 minutes. I'll be starting and we'll be speaking at the campfire for the next two hours. So it's, it's going to be great to uh, do that. Uh, as soon as, uh, as soon as I'm, uh, they, they're lined up right now, my book, the American covenant, because, because of Kirk, he's been teaching it for nine months around the country. And people are all excited about the book. So anyway, it's exciting to be here. There's a revival going on. You can see it right here in Plymouth. There's a thousand people here today. There were at least a thousand yesterday. Uh, We're going to be here all weekend. So it's going. The revival we've been praying for for 50 years is beginning to happen in America. So Marshall, that's amazing. Uh, So why tell, tell our listeners a little bit, why should we remember what happened in Plymouth? 
Well, we should remember it because it's the greatest political event. As one of the senators at the time said back in the 18th century, uh, it is so memorable that the Pilgrims landed about the first nation in the history of the world that it was ever created in liberty and freedom under the Bible. And the result is it's the most blessed nation the world has ever known. And uh, here I am at the Forefathers Monument. I'm touching the stone as I'm speaking. It's, it's uh, 88 feet high and it weighs 80 tons. It's the largest granite monument in the world. And isn't it interesting that it sits on the top of a hill forgotten in Plymouth? And it's just being rediscovered now after 150 years. Yeah. And people are realizing this is the history of America and the history of America's liberty. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, Marshall, as I think about the pilgrims and their journey uh, over to the New World and the, the reason why they came, uh, and, you know, they came, they came as a church and they came as families. Uh, and their example uh, has inspired exploration, innovation, self-governance, uh, liberty of conscience, uh, so many things, Marshall. And the significance of this event, it's, it's the premier event honoring the 400th anniversary, am I correct? Yeah, the premier event honoring the 400th anniversary of the landing of the Pilgrims. And uh, we're going to be all weekend, we're today, tomorrow, yesterday, and then uh, speakers tomorrow. And then we're going to have a, a landing of the of the of the Mayflowers uh, are going to land at the beach and uh, half of them are going to, uh, the first winter, they're going to name the names that died and, and the bands are going to play. It's going to be quite an, quite an event. Marshall, could you um, take just a, maybe a minute or two and uh, talk about the, the Forefathers Monument? Because I know this is such a unique monument and I know that you love it because like you said before, it is considered, uh, it, it portrays or depicts kind of a matrix of freedom. Oh, certainly. Well, what it is, is the strategy of Moses. It is the, the strategy of the Shema from Deuteronomy 6. It's the same strategy God has used throughout the ages. And it's the strategy that God is, is, uh, wants us to remember, like a Gilgal stone. Here is the Gilgal stone, the landmark of our fathers, that's telling us how to rebuild the country. And it's been forgotten for 150 years on the top of the hill in a residential neighborhood, and nobody ever comes here. Well, we're going to end that today. Pretty soon, this is going to be the most popular place to go. And this was actually going to be bigger than the Statue of Liberty, but they ran out of money after the Civil War. And so they had to cut it down by less than half. It was going to have a huge thing. It was going to stand 180 feet high. It's going to be twice this high. But anyway, uh, regardless, it is, uh, it is a beautiful monument because it tells the story from having faith in God to having morality built on the Ten Commandments and built on the gospel that changes your heart. And from that on to law. You have to have biblical law. Why? Because biblical law has mercy and justice. No other law system has that. Where here we have biblical law giving us basis for, for justice and mercy. Over here we have education being led by the parents, not by the government. And as a result, they're teaching the Bible as the foundation and children grow up with character. And they're able then to discern right from wrong. And they're able to then vote for the right people. And you end up with a free republic. So all of these things are done. And you see these three statues down below, along with the one on top, which is faith in God. If we don't have faith in God in the Bible, then there's no basis for us to even have the wisdom to know what to do. But once we then follow this faithful strategy, and it's not a violent strategy, and it's not a war strategy, but it leads to building men and women of character who are willing to die for, for the principles of truth. So that is the last character that is portrayed here, which is the man called Liberty. And he's all dressed up in a Roman toga, sitting down, and he's already won the battle with his sword sheath. But you know what? He's willing to fight, if he has to, for the principles of God. And that man's character is built upon all these other developments in his heart. 
if you don't have Christian character, you can't be a warrior. The problem is we got a lot of people want to be warriors, but they have no character and they end up screwing everything up, right? What we need to do is have character first. Then if you stand, you only stand for the necessary and important things and you stand for the innocent and you stand for the downtrodden and you stand for the truth. That's what we need instead of people standing for their egos and working out the gym thing. Oh, I really got it. Rather, we need to have men who stand no matter what. It's not a matter of your size. It's the character of your heart. Right. And so that's what the liberty man is. And his wife has got a cornucopia in her hand with the with the dove of peace because she has peace and prosperity, which is what um, what America produced, the freest and richest nation the world has ever known. When we follow the principles of the monument, which are the biblical principles of self and civil government given by Moses in the in Deuteronomy in the Shema, repeated by Jesus in the Great Commission. Right on through, disciple the nations, teaching the nations to obey all that I've commanded. And lo, I'm with you always at the end of the age, throughout the history of scripture and of all the great heroes of history, whether it be Alfred the Great or Patrick, Patrick of Ireland, or right on through to the great heroes of England, through Magna Carta, up from Magna Carta to the English Puritans and pilgrims, and those that suffered and sacrificed in the Reformation, all of those people followed the exact same principles. They followed the strategy that you see on this monument. Isn't it interesting that this thing has survived 150 years with nobody even knowing it's here? I'm surprised they didn't tear, tear it down. But it was created not for them, but for us. Just like the Gilgal stones were not created for the people that crossed over the over the river. They were created for the people that a generation and a half later said, Daddy, what's that pile of stones and all about? Oh, that's where God parted the river and four and a half million poured through as the Ark of the Covenant came through on dry land and the water was standing up 300 feet in the air and God did all that. See, because God's more powerful than the king or anybody else. Oh, I think maybe I'll fight for truth, right? Why didn't you tell me that 50 years later when we were in bondage to the Amalekites and the Jebusites, right? It's just a matter of teaching the people the mighty deeds of God. And when you teach them the truths of God and we teach them the same basic principles, they themselves will then stand for freedom. We don't have to go to war. We just have to stand strong. And guess what will happen? Stand strong, you're gonna find there's a lot of chickens out there who thought they were really tough until they stood against the people that said, "Give me liberty or give me death." Well, Marshall, well, yes. Marshall, you just you just gave an amazing call to action um, for for our listeners. And you know, when we think, and I would encourage our listeners to go and look at you know look it up online if you've never been to Plymouth before, and look at the, look at the forefathers' monument and the sim- symbolism of what it represents. And uh, it's just an amazing, amazing monument and matrix uh, for us to, to look at of freedom. So, uh, Marshall, uh, you're still there, right? Yes, I'm here with all these people. All right. We're standing hey, in the back of the monument. Yeah. Well, speaking, Marshall, you mentioned the Gilgal Stones and you mentioned, okay. uh, yes. you know, just the fact that we need to remember. Uh, we need to remember what God has done. And this, obviously, this event that you're at, along with the, the, the centerpiece, the fourth father's monument uh is enabling people to do that by the thousands it sounds like um yeah they're so excited there's one other thing i to remember that i'd like you to just mention briefly is the uh the mayflower the compact yes the mayflower compact let me quote uh, senator hoare from massachusetts when bradford's manuscript was rediscovered i'm gonna but when it was rediscovered senator hoare spoke up here in the massachusetts legislature he said this is the most important book other than the bible you will ever read number one it was Bradford's manuscript that had been lost for 80 years, stolen by the British during the war, kept in the in the back of somebody's archive in the London Library. And it was found 80 years later, like a miracle. And it was brought back to America. And when it was brought back, 
He said, not only was it the greatest political document ever written, he said, this is the most important thing we've ever had in the hands of man since Bethlehem and since the Bible. Why? Because it brought more freedom and more liberty to more people and more gospel than anything else that has ever happened. What is, what's about the, the Mayflower Compact? Well, it is only the first covenantal compact theory of government ever produced by a people in a free country in the history of mankind. The Jews did it 3,500 years ago. They were the last ones to covenant with God and build a republic. That republic lasted 400 years, and they were the wonder of the ancient world. Nobody knows that today. Our founding fathers, when they wrote the Constitution, knew that our nation was built on the Hebrew Republic. They knew all about Moses and the commandments, and they knew all about how to have a legislature. They knew about a House and a Senate because Moses had a House and a Senate. They knew how to elect judges because he was told to elect judges, right, and the character they were to have. Why? Because it was supposed to be self-governing without a standing army. Everything was to be local and every tribe had its own government at the local level. And we are standing in the midst of a nation that is right now on the verge of complete collapse. And the only thing that stands between us and tyranny are the covenants of God and our constitution, which by the way, and this is where we get into that, is that the Mayflower Compact was the fundamental. What is the Declaration of Independence 150 years later? It is a duplicate of that. It is a covenant with Almighty God. In fact, God is mentioned four times. It begins with a covenantal structure. It presents the covenantal reasons. It even says 33 reasons why the king has broken his covenant. And he, is, he deserves to be a tyrant. And as a tyrant, he will not be obeyed because he's broken God's law. He has lost his right to rule, right? And at the end of it, it says, with firm reliance upon divine providence, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That is, that is a covenant. And we we were founded on that Mayflower and then all the way up, developed through all of the all of the colonies and all of the little towns to develop that covenant nationally. That is our strength. Let's go back to what we have already got. We have a nation that goes even beyond the Constitution. It is the Declaration of Independence, which is the foundation of our liberty. Don't let anybody take that away from you. And don't let anybody say we're not a free country because, oh, we have new laws now. Now anybody can come and now we can do whatever we want. And now we can tell you that you got to have a passport or you can't go across the state law, state borders. Marshall, you've got to now just, and I'll let you go here because I know you've got, uh, you've got a lot going on there. Um, yeah. But uh, you've got a, you've got a book out now called American Covenant and the, the, the new edition has been yeah. released recently. Yeah. The, the American Covenant. How many have the American Covenant? Dan Post story, anybody? Yes. Yes, we do. We have a new book and it's been rewritten by me. Uh, yeah. Here, here's the old version, 1983, right? There's the one Kirk was teaching out of. This is the softback. These are rare. These are, these are worth about $400 online right now. And then this is the one that was just written, right? right. We rewrote it. My wife and I rewrote it this spring. Anyway, I'm going to have to run because we got to go speak. But it sure was great to be with you. This is American Christian Tours. These are the finest tour company in America. They bring kids to the East Coast to teach them America's Christian history. And uh, so these wonderful people are my friends. Well, Marshall, thank you so much for joining me today uh, from on location uh, at the Forefathers Monument in Plymouth. And uh, we'll be praying for you and have a, a wonderful celebration. Okay, later. Okay. Thank you, thank you guys. Well, Marshall had a little bit of energy there, and I am so appreciative that he was uh, able to join us uh, for a few minutes today and give us a perspective on what's going on, why it's important uh, to remember that um, the monument and the place where the pilgrims landed, uh, and even the Mayflower Compact is, is so important to remember as part of the foundation of our country.
In this episode, we want to start by putting out a call to our listeners, an opportunity to be a part of the upcoming edition of Behind the Tour. When each of us stops and takes time to focus on what God has done in our lives, we begin to realize how much more we have to be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. And we would love to give you an opportunity to share your thanksgiving with our audience. To participate, make a short voice recording of yourself on your cell phone, sharing about that person, thing, or event that you're thankful for. And then email and attach it to us at behind the tour, all one word, at axacts-tours.com. And uh, we're hoping to include a number of these behind the thanks recordings in our podcast as we get closer to Thanksgiving. So uh, recording may be edited and not all recordings may be included. And recording should be submitted by the end of October of 2021. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Um, And as always, remember that your story is a part of his story. God's writing your story and he puts you here and now for such a time as this. And one person can make a difference. Never forget that. And together we can make a huge difference for God's kingdom here in this world. So thanks for joining me today and we'll see you next time.